0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 36 of Tell Me What You Know. Today is Tuesday, December 31st. It is New Year's Eve, and this is the final show of Tell Me What You Know this year,
1: (laughs) (laughs) this decade. This decade. That's
0: right. Did I get anybody out there? Were you all uh, crying? This might be the final they episode were all like, ever.
1: Okay, Michael and Michael. I guess I go not back to-, to the
0: other podcast that I listen to. <laughs> other four hundred million. What would podcasts people do? Out there. How
1: would they? How would they still get their useless information?
0: Uh, Twitter.
1: Twitter. Yeah, it's true. Well, oh, every Friday, right yeah. here, when tell me what you know.
0: That's right. <clears throat> it is New Year's Eve. Uh, so tomorrow, nothing that you did for the last three hundred sixty-five days matters everything starts over started over like a phoenix
1: rising from the ashes a fresh slate
0: yeah you get a fresh start so you can go out and be a degenerate tonight it doesn't matter i think you can get arrested probably yeah fresh yeah. clean slate
1: yeah you can get arrested tonight and then tomorrow they will just be like oh that was 2019 they have to let you out yeah yeah go free
0: can 2016 just end already <laughs> 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 I'm so tired of 2016 <laughs> um yeah so uh this is we we've Finished our 2019 recordings of the episode, or we will have finished after we're done talking here. Yeah. It's been kind of a fun ride so far. Yeah. Thank you for uh, coming along with us.
1: And we'll continue on into 2020. <laughs> That's, right. That's Every right. week. Every single week.
0: Um, you got any resolutions? Um, That's good.
1: Yeah. I don't really have anything set in... I have more ideas, like... Mm. Like make decisions faster, that kind okay. of stuff.
0: That can be a resolution. Like a yeah,
1: m- but it's like it's hard to track. You know, be like, oh, I want to make five decisions fast. I don't know. Yeah, faster okay. than what? Faster than what? <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, I think that's kind of my an outlook for me. I think
0: goal setting's good. Goal setting. Maybe yeah. not resolutions. Mm-hmm. I read like uh like eighty percent of New Year's resolutions fail. For sure. I think a lot of people will get a little too overzealous with them.
1: Well, what's the old adage? Like, you should focus on the process rather than the outcome? That's the Philadelphia 76ers adage, I think. Mm, mm. Yeah, trust the process. It's working out for them. <clears throat> it is. Yeah. It
0: is. Yeah, I, uh, New Year's New Year's Eve is... Maybe I'm just, like, kind of a grumpy old person, but it, not it, a big fan.
1: It never lives up to expectations. I think as long as you keep your expectations as low as possible, mm. it gives you the highest likelihood of having a really good You'll New You'll never Year's be Eve. disappointed. Yeah, well... <laughs> Well, every party I've ever been to, where you got to buy a you know a ticket thing and put a tux and, on, and yeah, it's fancy or an open bar or whatever. These things always get spun to you; they get hyped up, and they never live up to the hype. So, I doing that crap. Yeah, stop doing it. Yeah, just go to a dinner, maybe go to a bar afterward. Go to as few as people as possible. Okay, which is. <laughs>
0: coincidentally i think what we're doing yeah oh exactly what i'm doing (laughs) that's exactly what you should all be doing yep um let's get on with the show because i know we have a few things to do before the shenanigans kick off tonight yeah i want to give a shout out to my uncle uh and my little cousin for inspiring me for this topic nice yeah so thank you chuck uh michael tell me what you know about k-pop
1: k-pop korean dance music right uh i i know there are a ton of people in the band Okay. Um. I know that it, it. They really overwork these kids to some degree. I think, and maybe not every one of them, but, but th- there accurate. seems to be like some. <clears throat> I'm not going to call them enslaved, but they're very uh, regimented. Okay. And they're young. I mean, they're like yeah. some in their teens. For sure. Right. And it seems to me like a very uh, extreme version of what what the boy band. Uh, craze Very was in the band-y. 90s. yeah, And it just seems kind of like a Korean version of that. But I, uh, I don't know much more
0: than it's that. pretty accurate, right? So it's a genre of popular music originating in Korea, K-pop. K-pop. I think it maybe got its name from J-pop from the Japanese version. Mm. Not like a super groundbreaking name, but that's kind of where it came from. Mm-hmm. Uh, the modern form of K-pop originated in the 90s. The term itself, K-pop was popularized in the 2000s. It replaced the word gaio which refers to domestic pop music from South Korea. Uh, the songs, typically, they have like a very Western influence on them, so they've got a mixture of pop, rock, hip-hop, R&B, uh, electronic music, all of that kind of tied. They've end. got
1: really good hooks. Like they're very catchy.
0: They are. They are a lot of good hooks. Um, it seems, I mean, I, I've listened to several songs in preparation for this, and I mm. can't tell when they're... They, they use a lot of English in them as well. Mm. But typically just words or phrases sparsed throughout the the song go to the mall right go to the mall i love it (laughs) (laughs) but like (laughs) yeah go to the mall is pretty accurate (laughs) let's hang out after school (laughs) uh but i I can't tell when they're speaking english and when they're speaking korean in a lot of these songs Mm. so so we're gonna listen to some in a little bit and i tried to find the best places of the these youtube videos to Mm -hmm. listen but i i mean i just I i could maybe just came in right in the middle of an idea Right. I'm not sure right. exactly what we're going to be listening to. So, for any Korean speakers out there, I apologize. If there are any big K-pop <laughs> stands, Uh which we know you have quite an army on Twitter. That's true. Uh, I think they're worse than like Taylor Swift followers out there. Oh, yeah. So, hey, come at me, and we need the the publicity. Hey,
1: yeah. Make some bold claims. That's right.
0: K-pop is the third best <laughs> genre of music in the world. <laughs> uh, so, the contemporary form of the of the genre emerged with the form- formation of a group called. Uh, Seo Taiji and the boys. Seo Taiji. Yeah, everybody knows him mm. in 1992.
1: That's one person, Seo Taiji.
0: Yeah, he's a guy and he's got two boys with him.
1: Okay, and yeah, the boys. Yeah, Yang
0: and another person. Okay. I can't remember his name. Uh, they kind of experimented with different music styles uh, and they integrated a lot of foreign musical elements into their music in and it kind of reshaped and modernized South Korea's uh, contemporary music scene. The K-pop members, uh, it's like idol culture, right? They are idolized people have their favorite groups and then they have their favorite members within their groups from what I can tell. Mm-hmm. And they, I mean, it's kind of cut, sickening.
1: It's <laughs> cutthroat and people are,
0: yeah. I mean, it's like, this is, you know, like, well, I mean, I think back to like middle school uh girls in, in my grade were like, Oh yeah, I'm a huge NSYNC fan and, and JC is my favorite.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think mm-hmm. is that, yeah, that was the right one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Versus
1: uh, the other people who were maybe on the in sync or the Backstreet Boys, right? Right, ninety and degrees, O Town. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so it's interesting. This the K-pop
0: kind of was gaining popularity, obviously in the '90s, but also really hit its stride when the, with social media, when the internet started kind of becoming mm-hmm. more accessible by everybody. Mm-hmm. And as part of this Korean wave, I think it's called the Hallyu in Korean, and it's like the this just like giant. Uh, stretch of like Korean culture being spread out throughout the world. A lot of it in Asia, but it's also in the Western world as well. And in Europe, which I guess would be the Western world for them as well. Um, but like you said, it's kind of, uh, it, you almost said they're enslaved a little bit. It's, sort of. it's very systematic, right? Yeah. So these artists are offered like super binding contracts and oftentimes at very young ages, they live together, they train together, they learn to dance, they learn to sing, they learn foreign languages, all of this together.
1: Uh, are, are there like fifty people in bands or, uh, or th-
0: groups? F- from what I've seen, it's like like so. This w- one we'll talk about BTS, which seems to be the biggest one in the world. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I've heard has of that seven people in them. Okay, so I think it's you know anywhere from like four to seven, three to okay. 12. Maybe so, I mean there could be groups that have fifteen. am not positive.
1: Maybe I'm just thinking through the uh, the music videos I've seen from them. They yeah. have just a, they have huge productions. It seems for sure.
0: Um, yeah, it's kind of robotic, uh, and it, they spend a lot of money on these kids as well, right? So. Uh, the Wall Street Journal reported in 2012 that the cost of training one Korean idol uh, under under one of the agencies called SM Entertainment was around $3 million. Wow.
1: Yeah. That's like training an F-16 pilot.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and which one does the world need which, more of? Which
0: do we need more of? That's right. Uh, like I said, they use a lot of English words and phrases. So the singers kind of need to use these English words because uh, obviously these companies want to occupy markets outside of Korea, right? And so and outside in other Asian countries. So I guess, you know, English would be the language of choice there, I guess, especially in the music mm-hmm. world. Uh, so it, you know, it opens up the Western market. Uh, a lot of the K-pop bands will use English names as well for the same reason, marketed to a wider audience around the world. Um, so it's not only systematic in like how they create these groups, but also in how they market them. So these agencies will put together these groups and then they'll train and they'll learn all and they'll, this and they'll make a debut showcase. So they'll have their like coming out party, right? Okay. Uh, where they're re- released to the world or maybe they're re-released after like some time off or something, they come back together or something or a break up into smaller groups, mm-hmm.
1: whatever. They have these debut showcases, right? Oh, so then you, we'll, we'll debut as a group, but then maybe like one of us will have a, our, a solo career,
0: or, or it will be like two of us plus one from another group or something like okay. that. Maybe a little crossover like WCW, mm-hmm. WWF crossover. Action. Gotcha. Uh, they use a lot of online marketing, obviously, and, and television broadcast promotions, not so much radio, because radio is kind of dying in that aspect, I guess. I guess. Well, and you, could put the, you could reach more people on YouTube.
1: Yeah. Well, I guess the younger exactly. demographic is definitely not sure. listening to the radio. Right.
0: Um, and what I found interesting is that these groups are kind of given a concept. So, like, a theme, I guess, from what I gathered from it. And some of these concepts are pretty uh, interesting, like uh, high school uniforms, They'll okay. Be kind of like, you know, they'll be wearing these high school uniforms. Maybe another one will be the bad girls or the bad boys. <laughs> <laughs> and on t- so on the other end, you've got the boy next girl or the girl next door. So that could be kind of the themes of these things. Supernatural powers uh, could be one as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. So they have a concept of concepts within these groups. Very meta. Very meta. Um, we'll get more into this, but. They receive a lot of government support as well because the economic effect they have spreading Korean culture. Fredible. Yeah, but like in terms of monetary results as well, like they they're making tons of money for the government for the country rather, right? Um, so I read that. So a 2011 study showed that a hundred dollar increase in export of the cultural products results resulted in a four hundred twelve dollar increase in exports of other consumer goods like food, cosmetics, it. I can uh, believe that. All that kind of stuff, yeah. right?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, that's sort of, um, I feel like the United States and America has for sure. has benefited from that, um, you know, yeah. spreading of our ideas and spreading of right. our culture. People like, want to be like, oh, I want to be like an American, I want an American exactly. truck or something. I wanna, Right. BTS right? has
0: a sponsorship or they endorse Hyundai. So like mm-hmm. that's something they do, right? That kind of thing. So mm-hmm. obviously the government has decided to at some point they'll, they'll subsidize some of these things. So that was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm talk a little bit about money and, and, and charts and that kind of thing, right? Uh, so in the first half of 2012, we'll go back to 2012, according to the billboard, the Korean music industry grossed almost $3.4 billion, which was a 27.8% increase uh, over the previous year. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I was recognized by Time Magazine as South Korea's greatest export as well. <laughs> K-pop. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. Yeah. I mean...
0: It makes you. Does it make you feel old? Can, that you like. don't I,
1: know. Do you have a song we can listen to real quick, just to pull this up into our? Because I want to. I want to relate to something. Um, this song is called "Boy with Love." L U V. Okay. By, by BTS.
0: Is that English? So there is some English, yeah. Yeah. They say you're one, you're two. Oh, see, it's got it features Halsey as well. It's like oh, Halsey. huge. yeah. Yeah, Halsey's American big American act. Uh-huh. Boy with love. Uh, I,
1: okay. Okay. Is that what you wanted, yeah, Michael? Yeah, Are you I wanted happy a little now? taste. I
0: wanted a little taste. All right. Let's talk a little bit about uh, BTS and their their rankings on the charts here. So, uh, they landed their fourth album, "You Never Walk Alone," on number sixty one on the Billboard two hundred in two thousand and Billboard two hundred in two thousand seventeen. Right, okay. so that was the first. I think that was the first time they hit the Billboard top two hundred. In two thousand seventeen, uh, they had an album called "Love Yourself: Tear," <laughs> <laughs> and you are crying, which de- <laughs> which debuted at number one on the U.S. Billboard two hundred. So it was the first K-pop album to top the U.S. albums chart and the highest charting album by an Asian act. Okay. Ever. Ever. Okay. They have a song called Fake Love, which we'll listen to in a little bit. Uh, it's, it's the 17th non-English song to reach the top 10 on the Billboard Hot 100 uh, and the first ever for a K-pop group. It also debuted at number seven on Billboard's streaming songs chart with 27.4 million uh, streams earned in the first week.
1: Wow. Wow. Who are their core demographic? People listening to this—is this—is this this teenage girls? Gotta be right, and maybe teen. You know what I kind of found weird?
0: Hmm. Uh, So the girl K-pop groups. I watched a video. uh, It's very unsettling. You can hear people in the crowd like screaming when they're dancing on stage, and it's like
1: grown men. Really? Yeah. Like when they start. So there's like a weird pedophile group that follows mm -hmm. these people. I I
0: wouldn't call. I wouldn't go so far as call them pedophiles. Uh, I think that they like. But. Like younger girls And it's kind of bizarre
1: If you're a 40 year old
0: man I don't know how old they are I can't tell by their voices How old they are That
1: looks 14 maybe Uh, She looked like she was 20 (laughs) Okay Dressed up in a high school uniform I don't want to
0: go out on a limb And call somebody a pedophile Okay (laughs) As the British would pronounce it (laughs) A pedophile (laughs) A pedophile (laughs) Okay Uh, Yes we talked about fake love Uh, YG Entertainment So they have a girl group Called Blackpink Uh huh um, which is my cousin's favorite group. Okay. Yes. My cousin is 12. So if that helps the demographic question out at all. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so in 2018, why do you, yes.
1: In uh, girl, right? She's so, a yeah, 12, 12, 12 year old girl. girl. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Got it.
0: Uh, <laughs> so Blackpink was in 2018. They were the first K pop girl group to, uh, to get within the top 50 on billboard 200 album chart. Their first mini album was called square up and it debuted at number 40 they have a song and I love the title of it. It is do 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 (laughs) the first and third do is spelled D D U. So I think that's how (laughs) you would pronounce it. D D O D D U D U D D -D U D -D U -U. that chart at number 55 on the billboard hot 100 chart. So these groups are all over the billboard hot 100. Uh, They have like super international presence, I guess. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk about a couple of these now uh, and like how much money they're making. Yeah.
1: I think one of, these a few found, songs one of the one of the founders of this he's like a billionaire, oh easily, yeah, uh
0: well, and if you do it in Juan, they're trillionaires, the Korean won they make tons <laughs> of money over there. yeah uh, so there's a band called twice, it's a girl k pop group they uh close to fifty million in sales, I think they're relatively or in in their first year, i think uh that number's obviously growing, but they endorse video games they endorse clothes makeup lines restaurants they endorse like a chicken shop or something like that in korea i think uh they're about to have their first the the first japanese stadium tour for all female k-pop group ever so they're hitting it so this is a song called uh likey excellent by twice
1: i want more music (laughs) yes here you go give you a little taste
0: very catchy. There's a really good rap part <laughs> in this
1: one. I like how they place them like they're living in, uh, you know, suburban Chicago. Yeah.
0: Cool. Yeah. That, Riding that their was, bike. That like, was for sure. They?
1: Like filmed in the states, right? Yeah. Well, they've got like the the girl next door, yeah, living in a in something that looks kind of like a, right. a Chicago or American suburb. Yeah. And then they've got the downtown inner city girl, so like she's from like Brooklyn. Oh, and then they're re- they're doing a little high makeover. School. Yeah, h- high school. Yeah. Do they the Koreans go to high school like the like, oh, like Americans do? I think that's got to be something they've like been like, influenced from, from our
0: culture, right, they're from the Western culture. Yeah. okay and it goes back into the course there again yeah.
1: <laughs> i kind of actually like this song no i mean it's catchy <laughs> i'm not gonna say it's not catchy i'm not gonna sit and listen to it in my car so that's but twice it's catchy. twice yes
0: now we talked about blackpink already they played at coachella this past year actually really yes uh and they're they're relatively new they only have like seven s- or 15 songs or something out. i i, I don't know i mean the, there's too many yeah, numbers they don't come around. out
1: with albums they're just coming out they with they do singles. come out with albums okay uh yeah because they're hitting
0: the album charts and stuff like that. Their mm-hmm. latest album, "Kill the Love," sold over three hundred fifty thousand copies in China in the first week, uh, and over two hundred fifty thousand copies in South Korea in just eight days. Uh, which is, I guess, there's more people in China, so that makes sense, right? Yeah, they would sell more albums there. Yeah. Uh, they've got endorsement deals with Samsung, Louis Vuitton, Dior. Um, you kind of get the idea. Of this this girl group they're they're earning their their earnings are going to go through the roof. Yeah, they have tons of fans. Like I said, my cousin's a big fan. This song by Blackpink is called Kill This Love. Give you a little taste of it.
1: Yeah, there's the English. Bad Girls. Bad Girl
0: group. <laughs> like a so With him, I go, he said you look crazy thank you baby mess my you plus me, sadly, give me
1: Wait, very right? well really, the music video is very well done oh yeah I think they're putting a good amount of money into these things oh so. yeah they're spending a lot of money yeah, yeah. do you ever think though we're watching him watching them I mean I'm gonna try to go through this uh, lightly, <laughs> tread 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 lightly on this topic. Please. But do you ever think that they're sort of they're making their race almost neutral? Like they're sometimes you look at them and I feel like their 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 oh, no. their makeup is so overdone and stuff that it almost feels like they could be appealing to so many different racial backgrounds. Yeah, I mean, I not, think... not, they're they're not trying to come out and and make them. Like, like one of these girls looks like a blonde girl from the States, and yeah. one looks almost like, has like a Rihanna look to her. Yeah, and like I I, these...
0: I don't know this for sure, uh, but I have a feeling that they, like, these agencies probably mm. would bring it, like, if they thought that the person was, you know, fit fit the role enough, I would imagine they need to have, like, Korean heritage or something, but they would bring them right. into the, may, maybe
1: not. I mean, look, you can see some Korean in them, and they're this is where it kind of gets be like, Oh, what's typical Korean, right. whatever. I'm just trying to say that there, there, there's a lot of makeup on them. There's a, they're very well done up, oh, well, I just done found, up in there.
0: I just tried to like type just Google. Are there American people in K-pop groups? Uh-huh. Regardless of background. Right. And then the first hit is a vice article in the world's most controversial K-pop group. And it's just four white dudes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and then BuzzFeed, people are not happy with this all-American K-pop group. So we're just going to leave it there. Okay. Whatever.
1: All right.
0: Uh, that was Blackpink. Blackpink. It's a good name. Let's talk about the heavy hitter here. BTS. Yep. Uh, I, I I tried to look up what that stood for. What I found is like, I think it's called like Bad Boy Scouts, but I'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> that's what it stands for. Hold on. <laughs> let, me, let, just, let me just double check this. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So, uh, BTS, also known as the Bangtan Boys, is the acronym for the Korean expression Bangtan Sonyeondan, which I'm sure I just butchered that pronunciation, which means Bulletproof Boy Scouts. Bulletproof Boy Scouts. Yes, not not Boy Scout Boys
1: whatever. (laughs) You you can't shoot these Boy Scouts. Bad Boy Scouts, whatever.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Bulletproof Boy Scouts. (laughs) These are
1: impenetrable Boy Scouts.
0: These guys are the Beatles of Mm -hmm. K-pop. They did a show uh, in at the uh, Colbert's late night with Stephen Colbert where the Beatles made their debut in 64, I think, mm. you know, so mm-hmm. it's like they, they've done all Good of that kind of stuff. It's
1: all boys, s- all boy, man,
0: seven member guys, seven mm-hmm. member band featuring all guys, Jen, Jimin, <laughs> J hope, <laughs> Jungkook, Suga, RM and V. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's exactly how you pronounce all their names. <laughs> they got big songs. Uh, Fake Love. Idol, and then what we listened to earlier, Boy With Love. Mm-hmm. That, that love is L-U-V. Uh, fake love is spelled correctly. Okay. Uh, so one of the most recent albums, Map of the Soul Persona, sold over 3 million copies in the first month. Wow. In South Korea. So worldwide, who knows? Yeah. They had a Love Yourself World Tour. It brought in more than a million fans worldwide, generated more than $71 million <laughs> in ticket sales, right? Uh, so this was... This is what I was looking at, the economic reach of like, these guys, right? The economic impact of, of this group specifically. So the Hyundai Research Institute in 2018, they did a report uh, that, showed that, gener- that BTS generated an, uh, an estimated amount of 4 trillion won, so $3.5 billion in economic value to the country. Wow. Yeah. Uh, according to this analysis, I guess, the, the, the contribution from BTS to South Korea's economy is, is comparable to Korean air. So like their airline one
1: band is as important as their as their airline almost almost, almost. As, wow right uh
0: their ticket prices are super expensive so we're looking at like second hand like a secondary marketplaces mm-hmm. uh this is from ticket city uh the most expensive ticket to one of their concerts on their new world tour sold for three thousand eight hundred and forty nine dollars and 38 cents and that was in chicago <laughs> and on average what? the tickets are around eight hundred and twenty three dollars uh it makes them more expensive than Taylor Swift tickets for her like uh, for her reputation tour.
1: That's crazy. Yeah. That's um, nuts. That so really that, is
0: crazy. That that the economic effect currently is estimated around 4.9 billion by the way. So it's it's only going up. They said their 10-year economic impact will reach 56.22 trillion won or almost 50 billion dollars. It's going to easily surpass the Winter Olympics held in Pyeongchang in
1: 2018. <laughs> but what happens when these seven kids don't want to do this anymore?
0: Well, there's another group coming behind him right I don't know I mean I would imagine it's so I, I feel like it's obviously i I don't know it's so like what's the word I'm looking for
1: diversified no theory? no no
0: no no I mean like the whole the whole thing is just like it's it's so it's so formulaic and it's so like
1: mm. like just well so this is a point I wanted to bring up is that this seems to be stepping over. From the realm of, of music, just being we're we're a band trying to, to make as good a music as we want, and like if you like it, whatever. This seems more like we're we're mass producing this content, right? And we're making it easy to plug in brands mm-hmm. to it, uh, commercialize it, oh yeah, and, and having it almost like we're we're going from we we've, we've designed the CD co- cover. Now let's find the band. Well, there's no to soul to it, right? There's no soul. It's just yeah.
0: yeah. So like, and I feel like how boy bands died out here. It could just happen again, but it's just another younger generation, right? So right. eventually I feel like these kids that like it right now are going to grow up and be like, oh yeah, know I was a huge BTS fan back in the day, right. but right, maybe if they do a reunion tour with new kids on the block, I'll go see them. <laughs> I don't
1: know. I mean, for now it's... Well, I mean, there definitely seems to be huge um, crossover. As you said, Halsey's now doing something. I yeah, wonder Snoop like Dogg
0: did some stuff. I think Will Iams written for some of these I'm people. i sure like so. a
1: Justin Bieber would do something. Why not? I mean, Justin Bieber in a lot of ways was kind of an American formula too. Get get a you know a good looking kid who can dance and can kind of like He's make talented, it, talented, he can sing, can sing, uh, and then just sort of you know pump out these hits. Like right, the the, the music is not um, you know super forward and progressive and pushing the bounds of of new. So we're going to have types of music.
0: Yeah. All, so the market's super saturated as well. There's like 300 K-pop female groups and 180 boy, all boy groups. Right. So mm. it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, not all of them are going to have success. Right. Uh, but that's a lot of Justin Bieber's going to be like peeing in mop buckets at some point.
1: Right. That's a lot of songs to have that all kind of sound the exact same. Like, yeah, that's but- why you
0: got to stand your one group only.
1: Yeah, you got it. I only uh, like
0: BTS, and I'm only be I only like RM.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want. I, they'll probably do solo careers, or probably have songs that focus on singular members. I don't. They, more seem, than others. they seem
0: very owned by their agencies, right? So, mm-hmm. like, I feel like maybe once that's over, they will be like, "Hey, let's actually make some music." And if they have any right. talent,
1: they sign like an American Idol type deal where everything they make right. for the next ten years is you get eight percent of, <laughs> probably the rest of their lives. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, I bet those things are. Yeah. They're putting 3 million dollars of investment into them to to make them into a B- BTS a K-pop star. Right. Right. They're going to get some return on that.
0: For sure. Uh it's
1: a really interesting subject though. That's
0: kind of all I've got. Yeah, it's super it's it's bizarre just how it's all fabricated and like put together and like robotic. Like it's just made in a factory and pumped out cuz people are going to buy it.
1: Right. Right. In uh, in doing this research, did you find any songs that were good enough that you were going to add to like a mix that you wanted to listen to or something? Uh, that Twice Likey song, I like. It a lot, <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to keep that
0: one going. Um, the the ones that I found are kind of the ones that I've showed you. I'm sure there's. Uh-huh. I mean, listen, I'm a big time noob. My little cousin's probably going to text me and call me an idiot later, but <laughs> she's going to okay boomer me for sure. Uh, Throw out that that's kind of all I got. There's some other some other bands that you might want to look up at some point. You got TVXQ. TVXQ. You got EXO or XO. I'm not sure how to pronounce okay. that one. Seventeen. Okay. 101. one? W A N N A one? Red Velvet and GOT seven. All right. So, those are the ones I found when I was looking up how much money these guys are making. They're like the those were numbers three
1: through seven or, whatever, or four them? through nine or something like that. That's absolutely crazy how much money they're making.
0: Oh yeah, making a lot of money. They're generating tons of money for their country uh the korean wave is alive mm-hmm. and uh yeah
1: wow well interesting let's switch over to topic number two let's do it michael tell me what you know about game shows i love game shows what's your favorite game The show game
0: network? show network growing up as a kid watching the game show network uh i was big into card sharks okay. uh jeopardy yeah. obviously is up there these are some old ones too match yeah. game
1: I know yeah, match game. Which one's card sharks? Card sharks. Uh, uh, it, basically, it's
0: it's two one person versus another person. They put these big like playing cards up there and you have to say if it's going to be
1: higher or lower. Basically, mm, so you're playing war or you're, you're playing high, or low or whatever. Yeah. yeah, but, yeah. Uh,
0: and, and then you have to like answer questions in order to get to be like have your turn or get extra cards or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeopardy, obviously, Wheel of Fortune, two of the classics. Um, yeah, I mean, I like them all essentially. Uh, right. But but more of the classic game shows. Yeah.
1: This is going to be more of a... Not
0: a big uh, Weakest
1: Link fan. I was going to say, it's a, it's a very uh, plugged into our culture game, The Weakest Link. Oh, yeah. People love saying you are The Weakest Link. That's right. It's a good insult. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, a game show is a type of ra- radio or TV program which contestants compete as individuals or as teams in games that test their knowledge, skill, or ability. Oh. There you go. Interesting. They play for prizes such as cash. That segment
0: was called Definition.
1: Cash, <laughs> trips, goods and services. Yeah, yeah, that's true. There you go. That's just the price basics. is right is good. Price is right is fantastic. Yeah. But was Bob Barker, Price is Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I don't really like Drew Carey. He's got hair now. It's I mean, weird. it's still such a good show. Like The the yeah. format's so good, but I don't really love him. No. And uh, yeah, he liked him when he was fatter. You know, it's kind of weird to say. But, uh, but yeah, Bob Barker always said that the Price is Right would. Uh, always be popular because everybody can relate to prices you know and the way he said it was the thing that you're looking for as a game show can, uh, game show host or producer is in fan engagement or audience engagement so if you're you immediately see a price you're immediately engaged yep you know
0: one dollar one dollar yep yeah Uh.
1: so yeah the first uh, the first game show on TV and radio came out in 1938 do I know this game show? um no, I mean sort of. Win, lose, or draw. Uh, the newlywed game. Those were early, but yeah. those weren't the first ones. Okay. First on TV was spelling bee.
0: Ah. It wasn't the spelling bee. Yeah, it was a scripts. game show.
1: It was. It wasn't script spelling bee, but it was like a spelling bee show. Okay. And then also in 1938 on the radio was the show called Information Please, and it was coming from. Uh, that's what you'd call. That's what you'd say to the operator when you'd pick up the phone and be like, "Information, please." Or it's like, directory, ah. that's what you would normally say. So that's what you'd say, information policing. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And then the first one that really became a big hit was CBS Television Quiz. came out in 1941 as a, uh, it, was like, it, it was like a pilot show, like a test show. And then it was the first uh, game show to be regular, regularly released on TV. So it was the first one. Then the 1950s came, and did you ever see a movie called Quiz Show? No. So, Quiz Show was directed by Robert Redford, has Ralph Fiennes, mm-hmm. and it's about a game called 21 in the 1950s that was being uh, rigged. Okay. So, in the 1950s- A game show. Quiz shows. Quiz, okay. Quiz quiz shows. One called 21, and the other one called the $64,000 question. Okay. All of these shows were rigged by the producers because they thought that people didn't want to see just people answering questions. They wanted to see the same person winning and winning all this money. So they rigged it so that the contestant would keep coming back. And it would be like, Michael, Michael, you've won $47,000 on this show. Yo, you know, all this, all, how do you know all this? So they were just telling them the They're questions. feeding them answers? Feeding them the answers. And then they would go up and they would um, kind of act it out. Would they get paid this money, actually? Or was it in the contract yeah. they wouldn't get this money? No, they would, they would get paid this money. Huh. So it was, it was a good deal for seemingly everybody. Uh, but then it started getting... Yeah, but you're a fraud. It's fraud. Yeah, yeah. you're a fraud. So uh, there was actually a congressional hearing. a congressional grand jury about it. Found out that, that yes, this, this one guy who was a uh, family of a very respected American, American family mm. and, and sort of intellectual. Mm-hmm. His last name was Van Doren. And he was he taught at Columbia. Okay. So he, he was sort of like put out on on the American stage as this, you know, intellectual, like, man, isn't education great? Look what you can do with, with your education. He knows everything. He knows everything, yeah. kids. And he would go on like the Today Show, he'd go around and he was he's a smart guy. Right. But he was a fraud. Like he right. didn't know all these questions. Right. People would be like, How do you know that? How do you miss that? he took over for another guy who had a falling out with the producers. Uh, And I found it really funny the way that they made him take a dive. And the one thing I didn't understand that they they sort of went into the movie about this, but how do you force somebody to take a dive for a question that they know? Just get up on, you're on live television in the 1950s, just answer the question normally. You don't need to take a dive.
0: Yeah, well, not only that, just give them the wrong questions if that's what's going on.
1: Right, right. Force it into a... Situation. he's gonna miss something eventually if you don't trust him to take a dive yeah just give him a really hard question yeah yeah that's what i would think too but they forced him to miss a question that he knew and, <laughs> and everybody it was like an obvious question it was like it was like what won best picture last year and he was in the 1950s well, yeah. everybody saw the movies the yeah he had seen this movie six times so they made him take a dive on a question that he obviously knew idiots yeah these
0: guys are running this the 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 cable like programming there
1: yeah i know
0: it gives me hope <laughs> I can do anything twenty twenty, <laughs> uh
1: but yeah, the result of the grand jury was that uh these shows cannot be rigged, like they' written into the law, mm. they cannot be rigged right um yeah, it's false advertising exa- yeah, essentially, yeah, although what about reruns of television shows where you know the ending or you could look up the ending and then watch the show uh, of I'm the not game gonna shows? go too far down in matter. this, but I do find it interesting, like i'm as long as it's new to the viewer, who cares? I don't follow. Like, if you're watching uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, uh-huh. and you know that this person's getting the answers, yeah, it doesn't really matter. It it doesn't really matter in terms of the entertainment value of the game, of the viewer. Like, I'm still watching, and like, it doesn't. I don't really care if this person knows or doesn't know. I'm just sort of enjoying listening to well, the questions. I'm I'm a viewer along, and and the value that At I'm adding, Do I know these questions? Correct. And the value that the advertisers get are getting is just, you know, exposure for their brand. It doesn't. I'm just saying it doesn't really matter. It just is. It's a fraud. It feels like a fraud. I'm not going to go too far. Ahead. I agree. There shouldn't be fraud. I guess but I'm I, just a I,
0: purist, and you just I like know, things I'm, rigged.
1: I'm, Sound. I don't know. <sighs> All right. Another game show called Truth or Consequences mm-hmm. came out in the '50s. Bob Barker hosted this show from 1956 to 1975. He could be—he's—he could be said to be more well known for Truth or Consequences than he would be The Price is Right. Depending or, on the generation, depending—I sure. mean, absolutely. What I, the reason why I bring up this show? Yes, because of Bob Barker. There was a child spinoff. <laughs> I don't even understand how this is the name they chose for this show. I don't understand. Like it was a children's game show that they spun off? From Truth or Consequences. So Truth or Consequences was, it was like a mixture of questions and stunts. Uh-huh. So the questions they had to answer in like two, two seconds or yeah. get it wrong. And then if you get it wrong, you had to do like a funny stunt. And it actually would end up being where the contestants would actually just sort of blatantly miss the question because it was kind of funny just so they could do the stunt. Gotcha. Anyways, they had a child game spinoff show yeah. called Happy Boners. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> excuse me funny boners, <laughs> not happy. But funny boners. I, I someone has to understand. Under, I'm to, to Google me. that one right now. Somebody has to explain to me. <laughs> I'm
0: pretty sure if I Google funny boners right now, I'm gonna get really weird looking wieners. For
1: sure, you don't Google this. Okay. Funny boners. I don't get it at all. But yeah, uh, in 1964, <laughs> Jeopardy debuts. You looking it up? <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. It's just, I, I really don't even understand how, how they chose this name. Yeah. Um, but yeah, some other shows, some of the history. It goes back to 1964 Jeopardy! And Alex Trebek has been the host since it has debuted. Yeah. It has, it's, it's had multiple um, versions, like different syndicated versions of okay. the daily syndicated one, and anyways. Uh, but yeah, since its original daily syndication game. Alex Trebek has been the, the host. Yeah. Um, other notable names from the 60s was Hollywood Squares, Password, The Dating Game, and Love The Newly Wed Game. Um, and then the 1970s, the big one that we saw was The Price is Right, mm-hmm. and also one of my, my favorites, uh, $100,000 Pyramid. Mm-hmm. Love that show.
0: Well, it started out as a $25,000 Pyramid. Yeah, they had
1: different different amounts. There's yeah. been, I think there's even one just like Pyramid. Right. Anyways. There's, you went 10 grand. There are so many game shows it's incredible. I mean, yeah. To, if, and to they're go still coming out them, with new ones. Oh, all the time. they 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 come out and then they're immediately cancel. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. So a couple formats, let's talk about some formats that you like. Okay. Um, so there's the typical quiz show, right? Right. So it's just trivia, just questions. trivia questions. Then there's the panel shows. Okay. Panel shows are, are celebrity panel shows. It's like, uh, Not, to tell the truth.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, or, that would be, that would be a, yes. Yeah. To tell the truth,
1: yep. To tell the truth, or um, the big one was Hollywood Squares. Hollywood Squares which was the big panel show. Right, right, right. But um, yeah, I mean, I think they're kind of fun. They, they're, they're they. I think I sometimes like watching new people come on the show. Like, I don't always just want to watch celebrities. I kind of would like. I was like a Celebrity Family Feud or something, where the sh- the, sh- the game show kind of shifts its structure for yeah. one or two episodes and right. then kind of goes back. Anyways. Uh, in the '90s, we saw reality TV contests come up that sort of married the, the the two formats of reality television and game shows. Fear Factor, Fear Factor, Survivor, Big Brother, these things. So, okay. so they're getting a ton of content out of these. And and one Doggy other, dog eat <laughs> dog. You <know>, that one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. One one other issue that game shows have is sort of uh, dealing with the prize element, mm-hmm. and then off you know also getting an advertiser to come in to give that prize or or doing some. So so having these long reality shows at the end, you just give away like a million dollars. Yeah. It allows them to spread the the, right. the price of that over the whole course of this content, right? So you're getting, how many shows did Survivor do? Like 24 in a season and yeah. all these different things. What, uh,
0: what I guess would American Gladiators be considered a game
1: show? I, absolutely. Right, right? That's more phys- a physical contest, right? right? It's like that and Legend of the
0: Hidden Temple, Guts.
1: Yeah, I love. You just brought up one of my other ones, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yeah. Loved Legends of the Hidden Temple. Old Olmec, Mech. Olmec, <laughs> Stonehead. Olmec. That's just. Such, I mean, the gimmicks are just so good.
0: Yeah, the temple guards always scared me. Yeah, They'd pop out of nowhere at for you. sure.
1: Also, I love the. What were the team names? Like the silver, yeah, the
0: the red jaguars, the silver snakes. Yeah, such good names. Green parrots. Was there a golden one? Purple parrots. Yellow. Yeah, golden. Uh, golden monkeys. Something jaguars. Red jaguars, maybe. Golden. Uh, Should have looked that up before this. Yeah.
1: Anyways, orange um, iguanas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then uh, you have talent shows like America's Got Talent, American Idol, that yeah. kind of thing. Okay. Another talent level thing. Yep. Uh, and then team contests where I would throw in Family Feud, mm. uh, which sort of also mix trivia and, yeah. you know. So those are the different types of uh, formats there are. Um, so yeah, let's talk about some other shows. Or no, let's talk about host salaries. This is interesting. Oh, they gotta be astronomical! How much do you think Pat Sajak of Wheel of Fortune makes every year? Uh, twenty million dollars. Twelve. Yeah. Vanna White she doesn't makes, speak yeah, on she the makes, show. Uh, six. Four. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she's Alex been doing that for fifty for years. So long. Yeah. And and the other thing about this, they only work like a couple month, a couple days a month. Right. They just bam, like, yeah, let's just crush through all these episodes in a day and get done with the month and then go about our business. Yeah. Get paid that kind of money to not, and and there's no real level of, of seemingly talent. I mean, I I mean, they are talented at their, at their job. They're a really good host, but I just mean they can sort of, they don't need to super prepare for the, for the game show. Right. They can sort of maybe read a bio from somebody like, I learned, I heard that you're a teacher. That's right. Second grade teacher. It's just kind of like,
0: their biggest talent is, uh, the reaction face. When somebody says something kind of quirky, they just go. <laughs> the Steve Harvey face. Steve Harvey. Don't even get me started on Steve Harvey. <laughs> that show has, Family Feud has turned into a, a total travesty. You think? Yes. Steve Harvey asks a question. It's like, hey, what are you going to do with your, what? 100 Americans were polled, what do you do with your wife in bed? And somebody's like, we bone. And he's like, oh my God,
1: you're disgusting. <laughs> like, what are you, what are you doing? That's what, the, that's what family feud has turned into it's just turned into like awkward like, answers
0: small like like obvious innuendos mm-hmm. that are just forced which were there before right but richard dawson did it much better yeah he did it was more it was more under the radar then
1: yeah and he also like he let it breathe for a good long but steve harvey does let richard it breathe. dawson kiss. also
0: would probably be canceled this year because he used to kiss every single female contestant yeah. on
1: the lips pig in the poke <laughs> different age yes it is a different age yeah he would he'd like tip him over like, well,
0: yeah, it was just—it was always a little
1: weird. But you <laughs> this know. is my wife, Sandra. Yeah, a kiss for daddy. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bob Barker in his heyday made ten million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Steve Harvey makes twenty k an episode. Okay. Uh, Jeff Foxworthy oh, in yeah. the now canceled "Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader?" Great show. Made one hundred and fifty k per episode. And Howie Mandel with Deal or No Deal." he's making a lot more than this now because now he's an executive producer and uh-huh. a bigger role on the show. Uh, 75 K an episode. I mean, it, I read his net worth is like over $40 million. Yeah. Easily. Pretty crazy. Um, <clears throat> but he
0: also does uh, America's got talent and stuff as well.
1: Right. No, he's parlayed yeah. into other things. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't have too much more. I kind of, th- this actually ended up being like well, I could talk a much bigger topic yeah. than, uh, I kind of thought going into it I thought I was going to do a little history to talk about some episodes but I wanted to do a little tell me what you know trivia section session. Can't wait. All right. Oh god, I'm nervous. And I'm going to start playing some kind of music right now.
0: Okay. Lights come down.
1: The who wants to be a millionaire lights like to be considered straight whiskey. How long must the whiskey be aged? 2 years. Oh. He gets him. He gets That's him. Right. one. That's one for my one. topic, thank God.
0: you get the trivia from our episodes? Yes. I this is trivia from
1: our episodes. This is why it took me I an can't extra even remember like, which topics I've done. I know. Uh, I got know that one right. Okay. How many teams are in the Canadian Football League? Ooh, uh, mm,
0: It's an uneven number. Mhm. There are 9.
1: Ding 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 Let's ding. Go. Two for two. <laughs> How long can female mosquitoes live for? Mm. Longer than males That is true Okay <laughs> we we'll get three for three uh, 48 hours Six months Or six hibernation. months Remember That's the right. Hibernation That's right. You they were in, hibernate. Uh, I forgot you were in Argentino When we yes. were doing this one. I'm going to give you a pass Thanks <laughs> Tornadoes are judged On the F scale Or Fujita scale Right This calculates What attribute About a tornado It's width Incorrect It's <laughs> damage Oh it's damage how much damage it creates. Okay. And the final question I've come up with. Wait. I uh, should have covered
0: that then. Uh, is it given its F scale after the tornado <laughs> goes
1: away? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you can so look you're not like, oh, be like, oh, there's an F5. There's this an is F5 coming F5. down. Okay. Might not end up being an F5. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. MC Hammer had a strong connection to which MLB team? Oh.
0: For some reason, I want to say a Canadian team like the Blue Jays, but I don't think that's correct
1: because <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. The Royals, Oakland Days, Oakland Days. He got uh, a tryout with the San Francisco Giants. That's right. That's right. Thought Sam thought it might have been con- because of his connection to the Oakland Days, but we're we still unclear. Right. Yes, but yes, the Oakland Days.
0: Nice. So pretty good. Yeah, I think I got like three out of five or something. Three or out of four five. out of six. Yeah. Know, three out of five. Yeah. Um, God, all I can think about is game shows now. I love game shows. I, yeah. I love board games as well. I love, um, Ooh. I'm not competitive, <laughs> per se. Uh, but I do, love, I do love game shows. My mom and I used to play Password. Like, when it would come on TV, like, one of us would just not look at the screen, and the other person would, like...
1: Try to get it? Yeah. Um, one other little tidbit about Jeopardy that I learned mm-hmm. is that Merv Griffin... Uh, or, excuse me, Merv Griffith... Yeah. Created the show. Okay. And uh, it was on a flight. They were, he was talking with, I think, his daughter or his, or his wife... And they were like, you know, there hasn't really been a great quiz show since the, the quiz scandal of the 1950s, you know, looking at the 60s. Yeah. And they were looking for a, a, just a different take on the quiz dynamic. Mm-hmm. And that's when they came up with, why don't you just start with the answer and the Give person the gives the question. Pitched Brilliant. It, pitched it to CBS. Yeah. Or, yep. Forget which network they pitched to yes. originally. Bought it without a pilot.
0: Well, I can't let you end this topic without bringing up the fact that uh, Jeopardy, James, Ken Jennings, and uh, what's his name, the third all-time great, are having a one-show showdown. I guess in January. Yes, I think coming Mm -hmm. up in a
1: few weeks. This is coming up. I did. So I actually didn't research it, but I have been seeing the advertisements for it. Who's the other guy? I feel bad. It's like uh, what are they calling it? Like the Jeopardy showdown of all the Jeopardy. Brad Rutter. Brad Rudder. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. so it's the, like an all-time tournament or something, right? Yeah, it's their uh, greatest of all time. Uh, and I think I think uh, Brad Rudder, I don't know that. I don't remember him. I remember obviously Ken Jennings and I remember Jeopardy! James. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason, I feel like I read that Brad Rudder was on the show and they only allowed you to win like five times in a row. So, uh, so he couldn't. So after, But he's won like every tournament of champions he's been on.
1: So after the quiz show scandal, some networks put... Max limits on how much money you could make.
0: Term limits? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So it might have been... It might have still been But that been doesn't that. make sense
0: because he's so young.
1: I think it, they might have just took that away in the 2000s or late 90s. Okay. But but maybe some shows kept it on still because they wanted to till the land.
0: Oh, yeah. He was on in 2000. Uh, people so you
1: watching. He was super young when he was on there.
0: it's was like 22 when he was on Jeopardy. Huh. When he was wanting everything. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. And... and uh, on October 30, 2000, the rules stipulated that a contestant who won five consecutive days retired undefeated and was guaranteed a spot in the tournament of champions. So, hmm. he was an undefeated five-day champion. He won fifty-five thousand dollars, and uh, yeah, I guess
1: he's like been winning tournaments of champions ever since.
0: Wow! So I'll be looking forward yep. to that. Continue my game show
1: love. Yeah, no, that's going to be a fun one Excellent. in January. Welcome to 2020. Yep that is game shows
0: That is game shows and that is going to do it for our 2019 episodes of this podcast thanks so much for everybody who's been listening along uh we look forward to starting a new decade with you guys gonna be great it's gonna be great have a good one be safe uh spay and neuter your cats and dogs <laughs>